Hey there, Greenflower Nation. Just a quick note before we begin the show, our brand new semester of Greenflower Academy is just about to open for enrollment. So if you're interested in taking the industry's leading training on how to succeed within various sectors of the cannabis industry today, make sure to visit green-flower.com forward slash academy to find out more. And now onto the show. Hey there, and welcome to Greenflower Nation, a show to explore and understand the impact cannabis is having on our society today. I'm your host, Max Simon, the CEO of Greenflower, who's the leader in cannabis education, and I'm a cannabis patient myself. On today's episode, we're exploring how individuals and professionals are jumping into the cannabis cultivation revolution. From how everyday people are taking advantage of the newly legalized laws to cultivate cannabis right at home, to how professionals are getting involved in the commercial cannabis sector and finding exciting new careers, to the promising new opportunities around hemp. So if you've got a green thumb, you're gonna love this episode. I distinctly remember the moment that I walked into Derek Gilman's backyard and saw a small handful of enormous cannabis plants growing right in pots, right there in his backyard. They were beautiful. And I almost immediately felt a sense of envy, but also a certain inspiration that Derek had created this right in his backyard. And since that moment years ago, I've learned a ton about growing cannabis. And not only do I have tremendous respect for what it takes to grow truly exceptional cannabis, but now I have a passion for it as well. And I'm definitely not alone because in both adult use and medically legal states, personal cannabis cultivation is mostly included in the legislation. Meaning as long as you're only growing a small amount like the six plant maximum here in California, you can grow cannabis completely legally without a permit, without a license, right in your backyard or in your own home. Now, that said, each state and county does have their own specific rules and regulations, and unfortunately, some have banned outdoor cultivation, which forces people to grow inside. But my point is that growing cannabis is becoming something that's open to just about anyone. And as a result, the home grow movement is absolutely exploding. To find out more about why people love growing cannabis so much, we spoke to the man who started it all for me on my cannabis cultivation journey, Derek Gilman. Derek's not only become a dear friend of mine, but he's also our lead cultivation producer around content and trainings here at Greenflower. That said, he still grows his enormous cannabis trees every year for his own personal use. So how long have you been growing cannabis? I'm actually a second-generation home grower, Max. Uh, I learned from my father when uh, I was in junior high schools when he first started his gardening. And uh, he grew for about four or five seasons when I was younger. And then I started up again as an adult. I've had my current garden, but this is my 12th consecutive year. Amazing. And let's cut to the heart of why you grow. What's the reason why you decided to take on doing this every year? As a connoisseur, 
I'm very particular in what I choose to consume. And by growing my own cannabis, I can not only choose which specific genetics Mm-hmm. that I'm cultivating, but I can choose exactly how they're being cultivated, which is very important to me. I want my cannabis to be sun-grown. I want it to be grown in living soil. I'm very particular in the genetics I smoke. So there's the preparation side, but you could also make some arguments that the reason you grow is because you also know what goes into it, right? Oh, absolutely. And more and more, you know, you hear this phrase, know your grower. And what better way to know your grower than to actually be the grower? Yeah, beyond beyond the fertilizers that I'm using, there's also the, you know, there's pesticides and fungicides that get used. And I'm using all natural methods, which is just important to me. So I have that kind of control by growing my own. And how important is it for you to basically have all that additional supply for the year out of one crop? I got to tell you, Max, it's immensely satisfying knowing that I have a set supply for the year, that I know that my my needs are taken care of, that I'm not going to have to go out and, and, and search and find something throughout the year. Yeah, it's a nice it's a nice feeling to have. Probably makes you a popular neighbor as well. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So beyond growing for myself, I do end up with some excess inventory that allows me to share that with the people that I care about, my friends, my family, my neighbors. You know, as much as I know about commercial cultivation these days. It really, again, gives me a sense of satisfaction knowing that I could help supply those that I care about with with clean, high-quality medicine. And do you do anything more with all the cannabis you have? Do you ever cook with it or make any products from it or, you know, do anything besides consume the buds? Absolutely. Another one of the great things about growing for yourself is that after you've processed the cannabis, you end up with a couple different grades. You end up with your A-grade flower, you know, which is great for smoking, consuming, vaporizing. And you also end up with a lot of extra biomass that is just fun to experiment with. You could, uh, you know, I make my own hash. I give some to my gardener who soaks it in alcohol and makes a topical rub, you know, for his aches and pains. He puts it on his joints. You can make butter, edibles. You end up with a lot of extra stuff that you uh, you can experiment with. Like I said, it really probably makes you a very popular neighbor. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it does make me a popular neighbor. Um, (laughs) It's funny you mention that. Um, I am very close with both neighbors on either side of my fence. I don't have anybody that lives behind me, but I do have somebody on either side of me. Before I started my garden, I let them know what I was going to be doing and why. And uh, they were on board. They were they were super encouraging for what I was doing. And uh, over the years, yes, they've come over to uh, to share the fruits of my labor. <laughs> Can you take us through a season? When when do you start? What's the process look like? When does it end? Just kind of quickly walk us through that. Each year, I begin my garden from seed. More often than not, seeds that I actually created from the previous season. 
You know, in growing cannabis plants from seeds, you're going to end up with males and females that you can breed, make your own unique cultivars and varieties. And that's what I tend to do. I begin germinating the seeds towards the end of March, at which point they need to grow for a few weeks before they've shown what gender they are. I then uh, separate the boys from the girls. <laughs> I select the most stellar specimens uh, from those females. You know, I do a stem rub, you know, that'll, that gives me an, an indication of what that aroma and flavor profile is going to be down the road. Once I've separated the males and females, I move the females into my 300-gallon containers that have this soil that I've been using for the last 12 seasons. Um, from that point, it's watering, it's fertilizing. There's some clearing along the way where you prune out some excess uh, vegetative matter to, to keep the, the sunlight and the airflow uh, just right. And then as we move into harvesting is when I begin to apply some of my natural uh, pest management. I live near an insectary that supplies me with all of my beneficial insect needs. End of July, beginning of August, as the plants begin to flower, they go for another six to eight weeks, and then it's the joy of harvest. You know, I said in the intro to this little segment that seeing your garden and these enormous trees was such an amazing and fascinating moment for me. And so how much yield do you get every year from this small handful of enormous plants? There's a lot of variables that come into play, specifically when you start your plants and how long they get to veg. But to give you the easy answer, I yield anywhere from four to as much as nine pounds of finished A-grade flower per plant. <laughs> it's unbelievable, really. So I think lots of people are going to hear this and they're going to be quite curious and interested and yet also probably a little nervous or uncertain about how it's going to turn out. So what are your words of wisdom to people interested in cultivating cannabis at home? Like anything else in life, there is a learning curve and there's going to be some trial and error. But what's great about growing cannabis is the relationship that you will develop with that plant. A plant that ultimately, once you've harvested, you're going to consume it and become one with that plant. That plant is going to bind with your receptors at the most intimate level. And unlike growing tomatoes or herbs or anything else that you, that you may have gardened with in the past, that cannabis plant just really creates a unique connection. It sounds so intimate. It, it is. <laughs> Thanks, Derek. Now, while growing cannabis for yourself and your family can be amazing and a ton of fun, the truth is that as legalization happens so quickly around the world, the demand for well-trained and skilled cultivators in commercial cannabis is exploding at an unprecedented rate. Besides, someone has to grow all that cannabis that you consume. To learn more about what it's like being a professional cannabis cultivator in today's modern cannabis landscape, we spoke with one of the smartest, most talented, and most successful commercial cannabis cultivators that I know, Kevin Jodry. Kevin runs multiple cannabis businesses in Northern California, 
and is considered by many to be a true pioneer in the world of cannabis cultivation and genetics. Kev, can you tell us more about what you do as a professional cultivator in cannabis? What I, what I do as a professional cultivator is, is try to integrate uh, modern technology with the craft of producing cannabis. And because we've had such an incredible lens turned on cannabis, the, the amount of information, new material, uh, technology to apply is unbelievable. And so it's really just trying to learn how to integrate things that are burgeoning with operational methods we've used in the past so that we still have consistent production. How would you describe your business? Um, the business would be defined in a couple different directions. I have a mixed light operation, and that means that we're using uh, greenhouses with auto depth uh, blackout systems and supplemental lighting that lets us run year round. I have a full outside garden that's running under conventional sunlight. And then I have a nursery operation that we utilize as a, gen a genomic bank for a very large company. So amazing. Um, do you have a favorite part of your business of, of those different sectors? I do. I do. I mean, I'm known in the industry primarily as nursery, but nursery was a function of necessity. My favorite form of cultivation by far is biologically based sun grown. Mm. And I think that just your example is such a shining light of how many different opportunities there are in this commercial cannabis sector. And so if you were to communicate to people to understand these categories of opportunity, how would you describe them? You know, you have you have a tremendous amount of opportunity because you have so many different directions that cultivation is taken. And it really goes with, you know, where you are desired to, to work primarily. So the nursery industry is just exploding mixed light operations, which require a higher level of technical sophistication so that you can integrate the operational mechanisms to run the greenhouses. And then uh, full sun outdoor operations are, are very large and they're not going to diminish anytime soon. You, so you have for an individual who wants to get into cannabis cultivation, you have tremendous direction. And you also, even within the, you know, what we would call cannabis as a total, they can get into hemp specialization, but using the same technology tools as, as cannabis so, I mean, it's almost like a, a, you know, a new dawn of job opportunities for cultivators. And you could also even expand it further to talk about you can grow cannabis for wholesale supply. You can grow cannabis as a contract job. You can grow cannabis for your own brands or for somebody else's brands, right? I mean, it starts to even develop further from there. Oh, completely. For a lot of individuals, they, they think that they have to build a brand themselves. And, and that's a whole separate issue than cultivation. And I think that what you have now is you have some very large brands that need high quality production. And I think that's a lot easier for these companies to contract with others that have canopy instead of having to go and create and buy and build the facilities themselves. And that I think that that's an important consideration for many because a good cultivator still has an incredible opportunity without having to be an, a phenomenal businessman on brand development. And so what do you think is the most important set of skills or knowledge that is really important to be successful in commercial cannabis today? Well, that's a good one. I, you know, the, the primary one is insatiable, relentless curiosity, because what, what that does is that allows you to constantly see where the, the innovations are coming. And the innovations allow you to always stay up, up to point so that you understand where the direction will head. And I think that a high degree of education where your, your skill sets are rounded and developed 
so that what you have is you have a, a base to work from that that doesn't force you to reinvent yourself every day as you struggle through. So good educational background and then an unbelievable desire to see what's coming. Mm-hmm. And so I think that anybody who's on the inside would tell you that as much as they love what they do, it's also really challenging and ever changing. And so what would you say is the the most difficult part of being professional cultivator? I would say scale. The majority of individuals have only worked on smaller projects over the years. You know, very, very few mega operations existed in the past. And the logistics of having to lay out, you know, massive operations dramatically changes the workflow, infrastructure needs, overall vision of what's required. And I think that's the biggest issue I see with people is is the scaling up and the understanding of what's required to move to these next levels. Makes total sense. So if somebody is listening to this, whether they come from an agriculture background or a cannabis background, and they want to start to move into being in the professional legal cannabis industry from a cultivation standpoint, what are your words of wisdom? Uh, for the farmer, they they need to most definitely uh, meet a cannabis cultivator, even if the, the cannabis cultivator is not giant, but they need to meet someone who understands the cultivar. Because farming is the skill set, but the the cultivar is the speciality. And for individuals who are specialists in cannabis, they really need to meet farmers. They need to understand how farmers operate on a much smaller profit margin than cannabis is traditionally given. And so for me, it's an it's an integration of the the two groups. And I think that that's probably one of the most needed things. It's what I provide for a lot of the commercial farmers is cannabis direction. And for cannabis farmers that come in, I introduce them to conventional farming practices. That way we can really start to create cannabis farming, not as a speciality, but as an actual division of agriculture in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so smart. I always learn so much from you, Kev. So to close, I'd, I'd love to hear from you what you feel personally the impact being a professional cannabis cultivator has had on your life. Oh, my gosh. You know, to be a cultivator is just a, is a privilege. The, the life of a farmer is a difficult one because you're, it, you're not in control as much as one would like to believe. But there's this relationship that occurs with cultivation, just like with animal tending and with, with working with people. The, the living component forces you to have to bend to the will of that reality. And I think that there's this elegance to that relationship and it, it changes you as a person. It slows your push down because you realize you can only create and push so hard it balances out your life. And so, you know, on a human level, being a, a professional cultivator is just absolutely humanizing. And on a like a more professional level, it's just unbelievable right now to be involved in an industry that's exploding. But you get a chance to see so many different technologies coming into the place. And so your your educational opportunities are exploding. You can absolutely fill up your cup every day, consume all of it. And the next day, there's another cup of information to drink and learn. And and I love that because it, when you get stale is when it becomes a job. And for me, you know, cultivation has never been a job. It's always been this incredible passion.
passion. And I'm just really grateful that the transition into this new modern world accentuated it and didn't diminish it. It made it more difficult with some of the regulatory controls because we have to relearn how to approach some of these processes. But it's just this unbelievable opportunity to become extremely skilled. And with companies like Greenflower, you know, you have an educational powerhouse to resource from. So, you know, it's just a golden age for the cultivator. So wonderful. Thanks so much, Kev. And now a word from our sponsor. You know that feeling when you're at home and you need some food, but you really don't want to get in your car and go drive to get it? Postmate it. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver it. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery and convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. No more trips to the store. Heck, you don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. Download the app for iOS or Android for free, browse local restaurants and businesses, and track your delivery in real time. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code FLOWERNATION. That's code FLOWERNATION for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it. Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with the code FLOWERNATION. Now, if this whole cultivating cannabis thing wasn't already exciting enough, at the end of 2018, the Farm Bill passed, which basically included legislation that made cultivating hemp federally legal here in the United States. As a result, this basically created a new multi-billion dollar agriculture industry almost overnight. And make no mistake, Farmers and entrepreneurs all over the country are definitely paying attention. To learn more, we spoke with Francis Tacey, who's the owner and operator of a North Carolina business called Franny's Farm that cultivates hemp and makes sustainable hemp products. So first off, do people call you Franny or Francis? Well, they call me Franny now, and that happened at about 40. Actually, most people call me Franny. <laughs> and, and you didn't start out with a plan to grow hemp, right? It kind of evolved into that? Absolutely. So I was in pharmaceuticals for well over a decade. And the last three years, I kept saying pharma to farm. That's my path. That's where we're going. That is what it's all about. That's also how the people in that industry started calling me Franny. And it had been my lifelong dream. The first three years after we bought, we bought raw land in 2012. There was nothing here. My husband and son and I, in five months, while we both had full-time jobs, built a barn house and we moved to the farm. And I had been city farming, fed 19 people off two tenths of an acre. It was just the dream. So we started farming while we still had jobs. My husband's always had another job. 
I was teaching poultry classes and business of farming classes and working for two years before hemp became legal in this state to give us farmers an opportunity to grow it. But that was not the intent when I started out with the farm. It had really nothing to do with hemp. So you basically had no background as a farmer and specifically no background in hemp and then kind of started this whole new project and then how did it move into actually growing hemp? Well, I do have a lot of background as a farmer. My dad, my parents divorced early and my mom was super big corporate businesswoman and my dad was a cattle farmer. So I grew up with a lot of experience on the farm, but not really farming per se. My undergraduate degree was in forestry. I have been city farming and did all city bees, chickens, organic gardening forever. And I always Mm -hmm. wanted a farm. So it's been my hobby for years and was always my goal. But I would not say I definitely was not doing anything on this scale. And I've always been a supporter and lover for cannabis. I went to college out west. There's just so many people being into natural and alternative health my whole entire life. I have several friends that are naturopaths that had been using cannabis and therapies. So just a huge supporter of the plant and farming, natural medicine, it just seemed like a really good fit. But it was actually through teaching poultry classes and gardening classes that I found the right other people in this state that were like, this is really going to move forward. What can we do? Let's grow some hemp. Yeah. So that was really we're like well what do we need to do and this is the coolest part of the story out of 11 states that had farmers growing last year in 2018 North Carolina is the only state that was funded by farmers all these amazing farmers in this state We spent over a year signing petitions, fundraising, getting money to gather $200,000 to fund our North Carolina industrial hemp pilot program. Amazing. And so um, what did all that yield for you today? Do you now have a business that's growing hemp and making hemp products? How, How do you describe where you are? It's been amazing. So I was the first female in North Carolina to plant hemp. And what that means when you're the first is you have to figure everything out. And so that's what we did. My husband, Jeff, is an amazing entrepreneur. So as I am really on the science geek, I love science side in the growing and product development and manufacturing R&D. He helped develop a dispensary, which we call Franny's Pharmacy, putting the F-A-R-M back into pharmacy. And that was how we went from growing to working on um, getting our product into the market. And now a year later, we have multiple dispensaries. We have brought, we are vertically integrated. We have multiple growers. We do all of this within 30 miles of where our farm is. And we have manufacturing, a GMP manufacturing facility, distribution chain, over 50 branded products that all come from our hemp. And we're distributing those all over the country and about to offer a franchise agreement. So first, a question. Is your dispensary selling all CBD products? Is that kind of the nature of that kind of dispensary in North Carolina? Absolutely. It's all CBD and hemp products. Amazing. And so I like to ask people on the show a lot of the time, um, what's been great and what's been hard? You know, you've been literally pioneering a brand new category of being a hemp farmer and then hemp entrepreneur, how would you answer that question? 
So what is great is I'm a super huge, big thinker and connector. Getting into this, the people that I have met from farmers to scientists to chemists all over the country and like-minded people and the way we've connect to grow this industry has just been amazing with values and ethics. Um, but the hardest and most challenging thing has been operating a business in this market um, where we've rebuilt our website four times, our social media outlets get turned off and down in a way we are, we've gone through so many different credit card processors and you know we've been entrepreneurs just being able to function as a business in this market has been very, very challenging, but also it fuels the fire um, and the intestinal fortitude and the grit. You know, in every challenge is the opportunity. It's what is giving entrepreneurs the opportunity right now too. I always say that in cannabis, it's the hardest thing and the most fulfilling thing because you deal with all this funky stuff that you're not really supposed to deal with in business, like getting your credit card merchant shut down just for operating a legitimate business. But I do think it's that passion that kind of drives people forward. And so if you were to give some words of wisdom for other entrepreneurs or other farmers who are contemplating jumping in, what would you say? I've spoken to over 6,000 farmers in Tennessee and North Carolina and South Carolina over this winter. And one word of advice was at this stage, don't invest a penny you can't afford to lose. Um, those are my words of caution. And then I say, jump in with both feet cautiously and just go for it. You cannot, once you're in, you cannot second guess, regret. It is moving fast. So just be a force, roll with it. So you've been doing all sorts of interesting things. Do you, do you have a favorite story? We have farm camp here. And this morning, all the kids, for their gift to me, helped me prune our hemp plants, pick all the little yellows out of them, then did a huge chant for me. And the counselor said, what can hemp do? And this group of kids, all in their tie-dyes, yelled, feed, clothe, shelter, and provide medicine. That is my gift on my birthday, what I do for the world to inspire the youth too, and how it's amazing what we're doing. And so thank you so much for spending the time with me. And I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Franny. So what do we learn today? We learned that growing cannabis and hemp is pretty darn exciting. And something that you should definitely consider if you like the idea of knowing exactly what goes into your cannabis, having enormous excess supply to use all year round and give to your friends and family, and developing a new passion that feeds your soul. Yep, sounds pretty good to me. We also learned that professional cannabis and hemp cultivation is a real thing now. And that if you love growing plants for a living... Turning your attention to cannabis and hemp can create a whole new career opportunity for you. And finally, we learned that there's really still a long way to go when it comes to the regulations, policy, and overall public perception of cultivating cannabis. There's still some problems there, and people don't necessarily see this as valuable, and thus that means we need to work together to shift perception and change laws. So now, I'd love to turn this episode to you. 
our loyal Greenflower Nation listeners to better understand the impact cannabis is having on your life and the people around you. So head on over to green-flower.com forward slash nation to share your story and get some additional valuable tools to support you on your cannabis journey. Like I said, the Cannabis Cultivation Program is open for enrollment very soon. And if you like this episode, please rate it, share it, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Seriously though, giving a five-star rating goes a long way, so thanks for that. And make sure to tune in next week as we continue to explore the impact cannabis is having on our society today.